Have you ever been posed a question or asked a question or a statement has been told to you? If I believed like you believed, blank, blank, you know what's coming. You tell them that salvation is by the grace of God and uh, they obviously do not believe that. Everyone that knows, they ask the question, if I believed like you believe, <laughs> sometimes I want to be like uh, Lieutenant Dan when he told Forrest Gump, he said, he said, you're a genius, Gump. I tell him, you're a genius if you believe what I believe. <laughs> but I'm not a genius. I do believe what the scriptures say concerning uh, salvation. This afternoon, um, I'd like to just look at two covenants of worship. Uh, covenant of the Old Testament under the law versus the covenant of grace in the New Testament. Uh, there's a lot of covenants in the scriptures, but the scriptures teach of uh, two different types of, of covenant worship many covenants but just two covenants of worship we had the covenant of uh, in the old testament under the law in mount sinai was given two tables of stone the ten commandments and it was a strict law it was a law of bondage is a uh, a law of works it was a works-based system and if you got off track you could be done just like that it, it required perfection it required it was something that was pointing to a new and better way, a new covenant over here in the New Testament by Jesus Christ and him alone. The priests, and uh, they sacrificed daily, bulls and goats, daily on a daily basis. They went in once a year to the holiest of holies uh, for the uh, sins of the people as a remembrance. God said in the New Testament, he will remember those sins no more. We have the work of Jesus Christ in the new covenant called the covenant of grace, salvation by the grace of God and Him alone. The uh, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, it says, But now hath He obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also He is the mediator of a better covenant. This is a better covenant we're living in. I thank the Lord that I'm living on this side of the cross and the covenant of grace but instead of back there. I could have easily been born. Any of us could have been born in that time under them laws. It says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a what? A new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. He says, lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued what? Not in my covenant. I regarded them not, saith the Lord. In verse 10 he says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. He's going to give them a knowledge. That's when he, he puts it into your mind. He does put his laws into your brain. He, put, he gives you a special knowledge. He says, I will put my laws into their mind. Only the Lord can do that. I, you can't teach everybody to know the Lord. I can talk right, I can lay it down, fine print, easy to be read, easy to be understood, but we know that the natural man receiveth not the things of the, the Spirit, because they're what? Foolishness unto him. There's just foolishness unto him, and neither can he what? He can't know them. You can't teach somebody to know the Lord. That's where the Lord comes in. He writes them upon the mind and writes them in their hearts. He gives them that feeling. He puts the Spirit within them he says that I will put them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people and they shall not teach every man his neighbor. 
See, we're, we can teach them. That's what the gospel is. People say, why you, if that's what you believe in, if I believe like you did, then why are we sending somebody across the, across the seas to minister and to preach the gospel? And what if they reject it? You know, you just sent them to, to hell. If it's not based on grace, it's not based on anything else. There's a clear difference. And they say, well, if you don't reach, if the gospel doesn't reach the center across the seas and uh, lands that men cannot get into, there's places around this globe that ministers are not even allowed to go into. The, uh, and you just say, well, you ask an Armenian or them, Calvinist, and they say, well, they're saved by their ignorance. They never had the opportunity to do that. Then why even send somebody across the seas? Like, you know, let them be saved by ignorance. <laughs> let them go to heaven instead of going, making a decision. Why put that on them? Just shut the doors of the church and preach no more unto <laughs> all creatures here and there. This is a better way. This is a better covenant. God came into the world to give. He says, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord. Only God knows his children. He knows where they're at. I know my sheep and they hear my voice and they follow me. God knows where his children are. God knows he can put his laws into the minds and, in, you know, in their hearts. God can do that. That's how God is. That's a new way. That's a better covenant that I want to be in. I want to know that the Lord knows his own. The Lord puts his uh, laws into their minds and their hearts. I can't do it. You can't do it. Thank God that he can do it. He says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. He says, very similar language here. Uh, next chapter over in chapter 10, he says, this is the covenant in verse 16 that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I'll put my laws in their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And they're what? Their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. The Lord has put his sin, your sins as far as from the east as from the west. He has separated Separation means that he has removed them as far. He's put them behind his black back. He's blotted them out. Only God can do that. God is a merciful God who can remember your sins no more. It's hard for me to not remember all the <laughs> bad things that I've done or somebody's done to me. And I, you know, you act like, oh, I forgive, but you don't, <laughs> you never forget somehow. Well, God said he will remember them no more. He says, now where the remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. They offered and offered and offered for the remembrance of sins in the old covenant way. Here he says that where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. He says even back in Jeremiah that he talks about this new, new covenant. Jeremiah 31 and verses 27, he says, or 28, it says, and it shall come to pass that like as I have watched over them to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy, to afflict so will I watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. In those days they shall no more. The fathers have eaten a sour grape and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man that eateth the sour grape, his teeth shall be set on edge. Now listen, he says, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a what? A new covenant. God has made all things new. Thank God for the new covenant. He says, behold, the days come that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that what? I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand, bringing them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. We are a covenant-breaking people. Thank God he is not a covenant-breaking God. 
he says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house that I will put what? My law in their inward parts and write them in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Grace, grace, grace. I will be their God. They shall be my people. They're going to break my statutes. They're going to break my covenants, but I will not remember their iniquities no more. Thank God he, he forget, not forget some stuff, but he doesn't remember them anymore. The, uh, turn back to uh, Hebrews 8 and well I want to turn to Matthew 5 and 17 he says Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17 think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets I am not come to destroy but to fulfill for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle and no wise pass from the law Shall all be fulfilled. What did Christ come to do? He didn't come to destroy the law. He came to what? Fulfill the law. And he fulfilled it and guarantee it. He came to save his people. Did he or did he not? If I believed what you believed, did God save his people from their sins? Yes, he did. Did he come to fulfill the law? Yes, he did. Either he did or he did not. Very simple questions and very simple answers. It's a yes and an amen. He came to fulfill the law and he fulfilled it. None of us could fulfill the law. Nobody could ever keep the law to a jot and to a tittle. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to what? He came into the world to fulfill the law. He came into the world made of a woman, made under the law, to what? Redeem those who under the law. We were all under the law. God came to fulfill the law. It's a new covenant. It's a new way that only God could do. The uh, turn uh, over in Rome, he talks to the Romans chapter 10 in verse 4 he says for Christ is what he's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth you mean you got to believe for it to be true no you're not going to believe if God had not already wrote his laws on your mind and in your heart in your inwards that's what the work of God it's not the work of the preacher it's not the work of the evangelist not the worker of the soul winner no it's the work of God when he writes those in your heart, he is the master surgeon. He can get places where no man can get to. And that's in the heart and the mind of a ch sweet child of God. For he is the end of the law. He was the end of the law for righteousness. He says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he was made to be sin, who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. He hung on the tree. He was, he was a curse for us. He was our substitution. He put his robe of righteousness on us and put the sin curse on himself. That's what God did for you. The uh, turn to kind of going around here this afternoon, but maybe you can stick with me. And he writes to the Galatians in uh, chapter 3 and verse 13. He says, Christ has what? Redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. God laid down his life some 2,000 years ago to be a curse for his children. He was not going to forsake not a one of them. He was not going to leave a one of them behind. It wasn't going to be based upon our works. If I believed what you believed, Brother Tim, you'd be a genius, Gump. <laughs> I really feel like that. I feel on top of the world knowing that the Lord has opened up my eyes and he has written his laws in my hearts and my mind that I'd be able to believe the covenant of grace, the covenant of faith, 
a new kingdom, a new way that the Lord has provided. He came to the earth to save those who were lost, to those who were without strength, who didn't have strength as we heard this morning. There's nothing we could do or couldn't do. Anytime I think about works and grace, I, I speak a lot about, about works. I, I like to speak about it because it points to God. He's the only one that could do the work. He is the author and finisher of our, of our what? Of our faith. Praise be to God that he has done this. He has provided a way for us to be with him forever. He has perfected them forever. He says and uh, talks about uh, the law and, and John 1.17 What's he say? He says, for the law was what? Given by Moses. But what? Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. God is grace. And God is the giver of grace. He's got more grace than you can shake a stick at. And God is truth. And the truth is, the law came by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The... Uh, in Luke 16 and 16, it says, The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presses into it. That's what the gospel message is. It's the good news and glad tidings of, of our Lord and Savior who died on the cross to save a people who could not save themselves. He provided a new way, a new covenant, the old law service. You know, the things written aforetime were written for our learning that through patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. Our hopes in Jesus Christ in the new covenant. The old law service pointed, everything pointed to our Savior paying the sin debt for his children. I hope we can go through this week and you can understand the things of the Old Testament were written for our learning. To see a way that was the old way, but there's a new way. We're a New Testament church and Jesus Christ deserves all the praise and all the glory because he came to fulfill the law to a jot and to a tittle. The only one by one man's sacrifice one man's disobedience many were made sinners by one man's obedience many were made righteous and that's by the lord and savior jesus christ by one offering one offering i love that that statement by one offering he has perfected them forever thank you